Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. I'm your host, as ever, Ross, and this week I'm joined by Steve, who's making his debut, Mark Beck, and good old Segs, as we talk all things town. And there's been two signings this week. The sexy stuff is in full motion. Tyreek Backerson has signed on loan from Bristol City, and Christian Walton is now a permanent town player. That is uh, music to my ears. I'm happy about that. I'm going to go over to Steve first, who is making his debut. Thank you, uh, thank you very much for reaching out, Steve. Um, and how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Nice to be on. Uh, hello, everyone. I say, didn't get to say hello to you at the start. So, uh, yeah, quite excited. Interesting to put my uh, two penneth into the, the town pool, as it were. So, yeah, nice to be here. Good, good, good to have you on, my friend. And you've got uh, a talk about two sexy signings, so that's all good. And another sexy man with us is Mark Beck. How are you doing, my friend? It was good to oh, see good. you in Bolton. And uh, yeah. yeah, enough about that. But how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I liked your uh, stereotypical police officer impression at the start. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I like that as the intro. Um, yeah, no, I'm good, mate. Thank you for the the compliments. I, yeah, I don't get sexy individual very often. Um, Probably, I wish I got it more to be honest, but no, I'm I'm very well, man, and yeah, looking forward to be back on the the fan social. I haven't been on for a while, have I? I can't remember the last time I was on. No, I think it was just you had a nice little chance to relax. Yeah, a little hiatus, didn't I? Yeah, it was good. Sometimes you have to do that. It's always good, yeah. definitely supporting this football club and having a little break about talking about it because it can put us down a little bit. But there's been a lot happened since then. Uh, by the way, Kieran McKenna's now in charge. Just just in case you didn't know. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought Lambert was still in charge. Oh, no. thankfully not. Thankfully not. And um, the final man that is joining us this week is good old Thomas Seggins. It's now been a month since you've been a married man, Seggs. How has that been? And how are you? It's been fine. Um, no different, really. Uh, obviously, lived together before, and it's just a nice to have the ring on the finger finally after a couple of, well, just one postponement and finally getting married. So, yeah, it's all good. Um, and I'm good, thanks. Uh, start a new job in the new year. So, yeah, it's all going well. Thank you. Good to hear, my friends. Um, well, let's get right into it then. Tyreek Backerson has signed on low. I was about to say permanently, but there is an option, though, of him signing permanently. So that's probably why I was thinking he signed permanently. But from Bristol City, Mark Ashton signed him back in 2017 in his first summer at Bristol City as the chief executive there. Steve, what do you think about this signing? Um, a position we're already stacked in, but then it also could be a, he could move into defence maybe. Yeah, possibly. I was kind of a bit surprised that he took another midfielder, considering Cook went midfield heavy um, when he came in. Um, be interesting to see how it affects the other players in, in the centre of the mid. You know, who will partner Morsi? Because I don't think Morsi's going anywhere. Uh, will it be Evans? Will it be Harper? Um, got a mate who's a big City fan. Um, quite complimentary about him. Said he's a bit of a unit. Plays between the lines, which is kind of McKenna's style. That's the way he seems to be playing at the minute. So, yeah, interesting. I, I think it's going to turn into a permanent deal after Pearson absolutely slated him um, at a press conference earlier, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll um, I'll let you talk, sort of take over that, Mark. Pearson's uh, comments were very interesting, um, but very Pearson X, what he comes out with. Um, yeah, your thoughts yeah. on this one when he was first linked as well. Yeah, you you are an ostrich, wasn't his famous one, wasn't it? I think one of his press conferences. But yeah, um, yeah, I think you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Certain players don't always fit certain types of management style. I think Pearson's a bit other, an old school manager. I think he'd be the sort, a bit like Tony Pulis, if he headbutted someone naked in the shower, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Um, but no, I think, I think I've think I've seen on a slightly worse podcast, Under the Cosh, Matt Mills talk about Nigel Pearson. And I, I think he's a bit of a, an interesting character to say the least. Um, but no, um, you know, more the more the merrier, really. Um, I think, like Steve said, we've, we've got quite a, a few midfielders in there. It'll be interesting to see how they sort of react in there. But um, no, maybe he's not going to be a centre mid. Um, maybe he's going to feature, I don't know, he might be, like you said, centre half, I think Stu mentioned earlier today. Um Maybe left back. Who knows? I think he reminds me of, again, going back to Steve, someone who plays for Plymouth, uh, Panucci Kamara, that sort of player. He was probably one of the players. And you think of players that have probably stood out 
against us this season. I say it's him and Jay Matete from Fleetwood. And you can probably see a little bit of both. Maybe Matete's a little bit more defensively minded, but you can see a little bit of both of them in um, Backinson. And yeah, you know, I, I think Evans and Morsi have been very good under McKenna so far. Um, but ultimately they're not going to be here forever. Um, and it's nice to see us not keep hold, you know, they might be here for a little while longer as yet, but we're looking towards the future, whether this turns into a, a permanent, we'll wait and see, but we could have, um, what did I say? Reeks and Rex in midfield with uh, Harper and, and Backinson if they do start to sort of show their potential a little bit more and that they could be the future rather than holding on to midfielders for, for far too long before they sort of ready for the retirement home. Yeah, and um, Segs, I have to admit, some of these loan signings have been very good. Um, you know, back in the day, we used to just loan in random players that no one's heard of before. But he's a player that I've heard of just a little bit, Backerson. Um, he's 23. There's an option there to buy. What's your thoughts on on this signing? Well, I haven't looked into it too much on today because it's been, been today. But um, from what I can see, he's exciting. Um, obviously, we talked about the Pearson issue, but pinch of salt, really, because he's been known to fall out of players before anyway and had that kind of issue so I'm not going to take that seriously in terms of sort of bringing in we've got Harper so it's interesting to see what happens to him now and we are quite crowded and sitting in the mid now like Steve said so we've, got, we've, we've still got Nolan there for example um, Harper Elmiz Carroll one or two of these are going to leave now which we kind of assume they are um, you know and then also if he if he's coming to play who gets dropped because Evans and Morsey like Mark said have been playing well recently under McKenna and also Luco who doing really well since he's been brought in so there's a chance that he may have to play centre back because those three are, are set in stone at the moment um, but yeah in terms of loan signings that we've had in the past he's much better than who we brought in last January who was the left back we brought in last year from Wolves I can't remember his name now Matheson. he was the most yeah he was the most yeah. promising that of them wasn't he but yeah. the four of them that we brought in just didn't do anything for us um, so it's exciting to actually have a January transfer window that's it looked relatively good um Obviously, with Walton as well coming in. Um, so, yeah. Well, um, you've mentioned Walton already, Segs, and we'll get into that now. Um, Steve, Christian Walton is now a permanent town player, signing from Brighton. Um, of course, he's with us on loan, so we know all about him, but a lot of us were a bit worried that he was going to get... Was, well, Brighton recalled him, but thankfully, he has signed two-and-a-half-year deal, and he's our player to stay. Really pleased. Um, very rarely do we sign a loan player permanently. I think Ashton seems to have taken the dark arts again. And if the fee that they're talking about, was it 150K? If they got him for that, Ashton deserves a knighthood. I mean, that's just rubbish. Um, he's worth far more than that. Um, we haven't had a, a top draw keeper since Bart, really. Um, and I think he's got all the attributes. Uh, he's a good shot stopper, um, tall, commands the area. Um, really, really pleased. Really pleased. Top, top quality. And yeah, Mark, it's um, a position that I always like. We've got to be, got to be strong on, it, definitely in League One. Um, what was your reaction when you heard it was going to be confirmed that he's going to be a permanent sign? And what have you liked about Christian so far? Um, I think the funny thing with goalkeepers is unless you're Stuart Pearce in sort of the mid 2000s of Man City, you can only play one. He put David James up front constantly. But, you know, I, I think... For Christian, he's had. I think he said in his interview, he seems like a really nice, genuine lad. He just wants to get somewhere where he's he feels settled and he can actually, you know, get a run of games and and feel part of a, a team. You know, I think being a lone player, especially a goalkeeper, you sort of they're always in their own little cliques anyway because they train separately from the the rest of the outfield team most of the time. Um, and if you're going from sort of team to team on loan, you're going to find it really difficult to, to settle. So to, like Steve said, to get him on, if it is such a, you know, a low six figure sum, that uh, is an absolutely exceptional deal that we've got there. Um, you know, I think that's the one thing that's bugged me. And I thought um, Ladkey was going to be the answer to this. We really hadn't addressed the goalkeeper situation when we dropped down into league one, you know, we came the first season we got Holy and Norris and they were chopping and changing. And the same last year, it was Holy and Cornell. And the last thing you want is either a short-term keep, you know, short-term deal or a loan keeper. But to get a loan keeper who's been exceptional for us um, 
and that to turn that into a permanent that's sort of the perfect scenario for us really and uh, you know I, I was very surprised to see it happen um but obviously he feels settled here i think he compared suffolk to his home t- home county of is it cornwall or devon i'm not sure which one it, he said it was but um you know he, he obviously feels at home here and, and despite one incident which he did gloss over at Chelton, um I, I think he's been exceptional and the fans have welcomed him with open arms really Defo, sorry, I'm muting my mic because I always get moaned at because I touch things and fidget. So um, I'm making sure to, to change that a little bit. Mute my mic while I'm not talking. But um, Segs, it, it sort of proves how things are slowly changing at town, um, getting these permanent players in. Because um, when you, you bring a loan player in, you just know straight away if they're quality, like like Ryan Fraser, Tom Lawrence, many others, you always think, yeah, they're going to leave. And like Trevor Chalabar, he's now playing for Chelsea, you know, week in, week out. But um. Walton sign now permanently. That is just oh, it's happy days, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I was surprised when it happened, but I'm quite happy. And think about it. I think the last person we actually signed this promising from a loan deal was McGoldrick, wasn't it? Trying to, mm-hmm. probably yeah. is the last sort of proper big signing we've made from a loan. Um, so, you know, that goes back, what, ooh, 10 years now, 11 or nine years, I guess. Something like that. So, you know, that shows that things are beginning to change and we're sort of getting in the right step on Ashton and the, and the Americans. So, um, yeah, um, in terms of Walton, it's best best keeper we've had since Bart. Um, like I said, tried tried it Hurley and Norris. Norris, we won't talk about. Which worries me a little bit talking about Norris. Uh, Backus is coming as number twelve, isn't he? And Norris and Spence yeah. had that before, so you know that's the only issue. Norris I have is a that. Premier League keeper now, though, isn't he? he is <laughs> yeah, a, does, if you, well, yeah. How many starts has he made? <laughs> well, it's, it's on his CV. He'll count it. We, we yeah, won't. Really. <laughs> I quite like his agent because you know to get him a Premiership. Contract is astonishing, really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of back to Bolton, it's, it is, um, you know, it's a really good deal for us. 150k, that's already been said. You know, it's a, it's a steal, really. Um, and I know he's out of contract, so Brighton wanted a little bit for one, but again, for that, it's a really good deal. And Ashton's work wonders there. So, you know, it's promising to have him for two and a half years now. Um, you know, we can build from the back with him in goal. You know, he'd be our number one. Um, I guess Holy can go out now. Bradford was talked about today, wasn't it? He can go out and loan yeah. to. So, um, you know, we've, we've got Halaki, who will be a really good backup keeper. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out from here. Mark said he really kind of think he'd be the option, you know, the one to come in and make him at his place, but just hasn't worked out for him. But obviously, you know, he's, he's still got a place here if he, if he wants it. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to what happens under Walton. Um, you know, it's a really good signing and we can sort of progress on there. But the basis yeah. of our team, the basis of our team now is more or less there. We just need to get get playing. And, you know, consistency is what we need now. Um, I think we definitely need a left back still or left wing back. Um, but apart from that, I think we're we're getting there slowly. Yeah, slowly but surely we'll get there. And um, we're going to quickly just um, talk about Bolton from Walton to Bolton. Um, trademark Mark Beck. That was what he mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, we're just going to quickly recap because we haven't mentioned it on the fan social this week. I know it was mentioned on the main pod on Monday, but a chance for Steve, Mark, and Segs to just reflect on that defeat. Of course, the first defeat under McKenna. Um, Steve, in a few words, really, um, your thoughts on that defeat. It wasn't a bad performance. It's just two unfortunate mistakes, really, that cost us the game. I think the most disappointing thing was the fact that we didn't capitalise when we were on top. Um, we were on top at the start of the first half, start of the second we were on top and then didn't produce a goal. And then two, it's, it's weird because the two two of the probably strongest players we've had with Edmondson and Walton um, all season were the two that contributed to the two goals. So it's disappointing. I think there was enough from Gillingham and Wickham really for us to, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. I think the 5-2 defeat earlier in the season, Walton's first game, I think that probably preyed on their mind a little bit. Um, but it's one game, isn't it? It's one game. I mean, everything we've seen so far from McKenna has kind of reassured us that it was the right choice. I know a lot of people were sceptical, but um, it's one game. That's all it is. Yeah, and um, Mark, it sort of brought us back down to earth, though, after the amazing 4 0 win at Gillingham, getting wet in Kent, so then losing all the way up Bolton. Um, you were there, of course, at the Reebok Stadium, a.k.a. the University of Bolton Stadium, whatever it is, but Mac- it's the Reebok. Macron, yeah. Macron, whatever. Be home bargain soon, I reckon, yeah, it? Yeah, prob- probably will stadium. be. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, 
Oh, your, your thoughts on that defeat, my friend? I know you spoke on game day and you said you're, you know, reflected, you're trying to stop Mike from swearing. Got the yeah. 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 You had your old uh, bleeper on, didn't you? Was, we need Davina McCall, don't we, from Big Brother. Yeah. No swearing. Um, no, uh, I kind of like what Steve said, you know, for us to expect McKenna to come in and win every game, as much as we'd love it, it would be. You know, it's very unrealistic that that's ever going to happen. Um, yeah, like, it wasn't a bad performance, I think, that, apart from one Wolfie header and a, a Luco shot. I think our best efforts were all off target. You know, they were good efforts, but just not actually on target, which is a bit of a problem. Fridge, oh, bless him. I love the lad, but yeah, I, I've said to, you know, a few people, I've seen him do that. Time and time again, you know, at Sunderland, he did it to Ross Stewart and nutmegged him and looked silly. Um, and, and, you know, it's just on this occasion, it's just he's been caught out, unfortunately. But no, I think one thing I did pick up and said on game day was, you know, as much as we changed the manager, there's still the same group of players. They've not been together a great deal, you know, and they're already on their second manager, rightly or wrongly, whatever people feel about that. Um, you know, it's still going to take a little bit of time for these inconsistencies to iron out because I'm sure Bolton have been in the exact same position with, with Everett. They didn't start very well last season and then went on a, a massive run towards the end. It's going to take a little bit of time for the players and the manager to both understand each other and what they expect as well as sort of their their usual behaviours, you know, where players maybe need that little bit of reassurance or they know what to expect from each other. And, and yeah, you know, the the first two games in the McKenna have been brilliant up there. We're probably, in terms of performances, yes, we've won games by greater margins, but the Wickham game we absolutely controlled and I'm absolutely delighted that we've done the double over them this season because I can't stand Wickham um, for love nor money. Um, and Gillingham, as poor as they were, sometimes you just got to put teams to the sword and it's nice to see us do it for a change because then you get performances like Bolton where they've not, was it six they'd lost in a row before? Five or six they'd four. lost in a row before that? Four. And, and, uh, yeah, four. And then they, you know, along come Ipswich and we've seen it time and time again. But yeah, um, it's a bump in the road. It's how they respond now. And this, this is a key moment for McKenna, really. We've got to see how they respond. And it probably highlights some the story of the season. It's It was an opportunity for us to, to get, not that the playoffs are over by any stretch of the imagination. We've just made it once again, don't say that, Ross. <laughs> I can see you. You can literally. You, yeah. you don't even want to say it because <laughs> you, you don't believe it, really. But you know they're, they're not over. But it was an opportunity for us to get us in the mix. Results were going our way, and we could have put ourselves five points. Five points is a little bit more achievable than to eight at the minute. You know, yeah. it's it's going to be a mission, and that's probably the the story of the season. We haven't either followed up good wins with another another win or when we've needed to win and opportunities have presented themselves, we just haven't done it. Um, and yeah, maybe this will be a learning season and we'll we'll go into next season and, and HMS Pistol League part four will take sale um, once again. Definitely. Um, and, and Segs, one thing I just felt after the game, I was just deflated. You know, I just thought, here we go. Long come itch, which taking on a form side and then lose, and it's just typical. The curse continues under McKenna. He still has that curse, if, you know, and stuff. But, you know, I think we still played okay. But your thoughts on that? I know you said you weren't nearly going to go, because, um, but then because of the win at Gillingham, you did go, and, uh, yeah, you went home with a defeat, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it was, it was Katie's dad's birthday that Saturday, and the night before we had, like, a 30th birthday meal. So, uh, because of it was the weekend was already stacked, we kind of decided not to go. But then we went to Gillingham, and we had that amazing performance and that win. I thought, ah, oh, we'll go and see Katie's dad on the Sunday and we'll take take a day trip. But of course, typical Ipswich never works out right, does it? But no, I was, I was saying all week is you know Bolton had lost four in a row and it's just very Ipswich to go there and and to lose or you know break that streak and we did. Um, thought we played okay again, like Fridge unfortunately making that mistake at the end, but that wasn't his first mistake of the game. There was a, a game earlier on in the first half where he had tried heading back to Bolton and thankfully Wolfenden was there to get it out of out of harm but uh yeah it's just one of those games you know whatever we could do it just, it just didn't work for some reason Bolton was set up to counteract us and and to 
play play against our weaknesses, I guess, and um, play into our weaknesses. Sorry, and that's exactly what they did, and it worked, and we came away with no points. Um, so it's just one of those things. I was deflated, disappointed, um, especially after week four. I kind of thought this is a, something to build on now. Uh, you know, you know, we were eight points from playoffs. It's time to push on and get out there and get uh, decrease that gap. It just didn't work out for us. And, but it's, the playoffs aren't over. It's still not over. Still not dead. Felt a little bit after the game on Saturday, you know, it's still not dead. We're still in this, but, you know, it's getting increasingly, increasingly harder to get into there now. Um, we do need to go on a bit of a winning streak, or at least, you know, just we need something to just keep pushing us up there. The results, let's say, results went away last week. Ports of Juju in the week. Um, it's, it's still still within touch, still within reach, but it's just getting, we're making it incredibly harder for ourselves. But in saying that, Bolton in League Two last year, that similar position to us last year, so and they still got a playoffs and went up, so you know, still can happen. Mm, but we're at Twitch Town, and yeah, know, we, yeah. we just don't go on a run like that. Yeah, it's, an, Steve, it's, a, it's a new, 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 new era now, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, new era 5.0, whatever it is. Um, I want to quickly bring you in, Steve, before we move on to Miles Kenlock, he's still here, or well, not here anymore, he's gone out on loan to Colchester of all clubs. Um, but I want to bring you in, Steve, quickly on how you're feeling at the moment. Can Town still get the playoffs? That is the big question. You're setting me up now. Um, I'm kind of on the same page as you, Ross, if I'm brutally honest. Um, I know that's going to upset Mark, but I think they pulled the trigger on Cook too late. I didn't want it to go, if I'm brutally honest. Um, but they, they were a little bit too late, in, in my opinion. Um, everything we've seen from McKenna so far is encouraging, and definitely for next season. I think they've just given him too much of a mountain to climb, if I'm honest. Um, trying to gel the players into the way that he wants to play within a very short period of time. Um, I, I guess the only the only sort of saving grace is the teams above us aren't pulling clear. Um, how long have we been sort of seven, eight, six, eight points away from the playoffs? Quite a while now. So no one's really driving a, a big gap between us and the sixth place team. And that's all we need to do is get into sixth. So maybe we can manage two points a game between now and the rest of the season to get in. Um, and I'm not entirely convinced that will happen, um, sadly, because I'd like a day at Wembley. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think we all do. I think we all just like just a nice a trip to anywhere nice, really. Um, Mark, I'm just going to bring you in again. Um, the same question. So can, do you think town can get in the playoffs, but it's going to be a hard road? Yeah, um, if I'm talking realistically, I'm always a hopeless optimistic, but realistically, I think it's down to us to go on a run as well as rely on other teams to do the work for us. Um, I think one thing we have seen is that we have had the capability to, to beat teams that are around us or up there. You know, people were saying when we, when we beat Portsmouth, oh, yeah, they were in a bad run of form, but they're probably one of the you know, top three sides in this division in terms of a status as a club. And everyone knew that they probably weren't going to stay in 17th for the rest of the season. And lo and behold, they're now above us. We we have been able to beat some really good teams and go and pick up some good results, which we haven't always done in League One. That's probably been our biggest downfall over the past two seasons, is that where we need to beat teams around us. We don't do it. Um, that being said, we have, we have come up short against Sunderland and Plymouth when I'd say we're probably good enough to beat both of them teams on the, especially in the away well we've played Sunderland twice but the away performances especially we were, we were good enough to win both of those games um, but yeah I think it's going to have to start clicking sooner or later because the games are ticking down aren't they there will always be time but there's time to make that gap up but like I said earlier if um, we keep doing what we do and when we can't get that win when we need it or put ourselves in positions to actually take advantage, then we're not going to get there this season, unfortunately. But come on, we've got to have faith. I'm not going to keep doing these away days otherwise. You know, I probably will do even when we're finishing 11th in the league or whatever it is, if, if it all does go down the pan. But um, no, you've got, to, you've got to live for something, haven't you? Otherwise, it's just pointless. Yeah, well, um, well, we'll keep the faith and um, we shall see what this second half of the season brings us. Uh, Steve, then, let's talk about Miles Kenlock. 
and also potential of other players that could leave the club this January. There's a lot of players out of contract. John Nolan, Thomas Holy, Caden Jackson. Um, then you've got to think Rakeem Harper, Scott Fraser. Oh, what, what, what do you reckon then? Um, a good move for Miles Kenlock going to Colchester, just down the A12, uh, joining the army of ex-Itchwich players. Uh, now we can play a full 11 of Itchwich players at Colchester, which is it's crazy. Itchwich Town Reserve team at Colchester. But yeah, thoughts on that and the other players that could possibly leave the club? I think with Kenlock is probably quite a good move. Uh, I had a mate of mine who texted me the other day and said, you know, what's happening with Kenlock? Is he going to go... They're basically an Ipswich reserve side now, aren't they, Colchester? And, and it's a little bit, when you look at their league position as well, you kind of wonder, you know, with the players they've got, they were effectively our first team last year. Um, Ken Locke's gone there. He's just another addition. His time was numbered. Um, I don't think fans have been on his side for the last two years, really. Um, it was only inevitable that he, well, it was inevitable that he was going to go. Um and it was probably inevitable that he was going to go to Colchester. Um, I mean, it's if you're a Colchester fan, you'd be looking at that thinking, where's our recruitment strategy? Is it just town reserves? Is that where we go? I mean, I'd be quite, I mean, you can't really say that with us because we're basically Bristol City um, with Ashton signings, but they're even worse than us. They've got more Ipswich players uh, in that squad than any other. I mean, effectively, nearly their first 14 was Ipswich players um in the last game pretty much i think they had eight out of 11 uh that were ex-town so probably a good move for kenlock um opens up a gap in the squad he's got to fill that um be interesting to see who he looks to bring in um because i don't think we've got the players in at the minute to back him um so they're gonna have to bring somebody in but yeah good move other players holy's on his way to bradford possibly that was talked about today Again, another one for him, inevitable. I don't think he would have been, he wouldn't have been above Haladki. Um, you know, Walton, then Haladki, and then where'd you go from there? But um, yeah, I think it, there's a few. Coulson's another one who potentially will be on the way. Another another loney that got injured and hasn't really played. Um, the one I'm thinking that they probably, they should move on for him is Carroll. I mean, I always... I've always liked him as a player, but he's he's not played. Um, he's obviously a cultured footballer. Um, McKenna must know him, um, but he's not even played him since since he came in. So that kind of makes me think that he might be possibly on the list. Maybe that's where Backinson's come in um, to, to replace someone like Carroll. But yeah, quite a few that could be on the outs. Just interesting to see whether McKenna's the one who's making that decision or whether it's Ashton. Yeah. Um, Mark, over to you. Miles Kenlock. About mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's this the, probably the fifth manager that's not fancied him to give him a run of games? It's been here far too long. I don't know what dirt he's got on anyone at the club, but they finally <laughs> got rid of him. Um, but yeah, no, I think anyone we want to get rid of, I reckon if we. Just get a minibus together and just drop them off at that first lay-by on the A12 on the way to Colchester. I reckon Robbie Cowell will be right down the other end. He'll come round, scoot round the roundabout and pick them all up. Lovely job, Lee. Um, no, we're getting in a position where we need to get rid of people, I think. To, to, say, to see Donassian be the last sole survivor of the, the Hearst signings is beyond me. I thought he would have been the, one of the first to go, to be honest, because he well, he came in and never really played when we first got him, but he sort of cemented himself as a, a bit of a fan favourite now. Um, still it's very much secondary to Kane Vincent Young in my eyes, but that's my opinion and I'll I'll die on that hill. Um, as for people who should go, I mean, I don't know where John Noland is. Um, he's, he's still here somewhere. He's down the back of the sofa or something. God knows where he is. Um Hope, yeah, is he down there, Ross? No, uh, he's, he's not down on my uh, side, unfortunately. No, 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 no John. Probably no, John. injured anyway, if he was. Um, you know, Holy is going to go. Unfortunately, never never worked out for him, I think. We all like the notion of having one of the world's tallest goalkeepers, but that did come with some limitations in the end. Uh, Jackson, another one. It could have been a very different story for him. He could have been playing 
you know, for Bournemouth, I think we could have sold him and made some good money there. We'll never make that money on him now. I think we'll be lucky to get a fee for him. Um, Tom Carroll, like Steve said, is an interesting one because, you know, I think QPR fans, until he got injured, were saying he was probably their best player last season. Um, but I think the only thing he's redeemed himself was, was his um, little dancing that he was doing to Bridges karaoke yesterday. He's, he's already, I'd keep him just for that. Just get him to do that, you know, full time. Get rid of the Chambers fist pump. We've got Tom Carroll's little clap dance. Um, Scott Fraser is one I really feel sorry for. I'd, I'd be gutted if we lost him because he's such a good footballer. And I think a lot of people looked at stats and you sort of go, well, we've not really seen that for him. And he's not really had a run to play where he wants to play, seemingly, especially under Cook. And I think he's definitely not a flash in the pan. If you look at the last three seasons in League One, he's arguably been the best creative player that has been in the division. And then to see him go out would be a real shame. Um, El Mazzuni's an interesting one. Got a new contract, didn't he? And now seemingly, I don't know where he is either. He's sort of not really getting a sniff. But yeah, we've got a lot of... It's getting to the territory where we had a big problem the last season where we had, I think we had 48 players under contract albeit some couldn't get on the, the pitch for love nor money because of our woeful injury record and you know picking up any car stuff that we could find but no we, we need to sort of start this clear out and I think anyone who was signed by Paul Hurst that's still at the club Bardanassian has got to be the first ones to to go um, as well as Thomas Holy I'd say is another one who's got to go other than that, I think we've got a fairly good squad. I think we've got to be a little bit careful with the dreaded COVID still about. I think we're trying to retain a few players just in case. Because, I mean, we've, we've not had to call off any fixtures ourselves. I think the club done really well in that respect, um, both for the supporters as well as the, the playing staff. We don't seem to have many issues. We've had a few players miss games with COVID, but it's not really spread through the squad, which has been really good. So I, I don't think we're too scared of anyone in the division, unlike... Lincoln or, or Gillingham, but less said about that, the better. But no, um, yeah, we're we're in a dangerous spell where if we don't start to put, I mean, some of these will be gone anyway in the summer, if I'm brutally honest. They're, they're going to go because they'll be out of contract, but it'd be nice to try and get a little bit of money for them now. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird to say, I'm going to say this, like dead wood. There's some dead wood players there. Who oh, certainly, yeah. 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 You know, John Nolan is the, the main main one definitely now we're bringing another midfielder in sex which we've signed another midfielder you'd think John Nolan is definitely goodbye my friend but uh yeah any other names you want to chuck in there Kane Jacks will be another one will McKenna want to keep him there just as an extra body as Mark just said with him you know just in case Cobra comes in or other injuries to our strikers hopefully not sorry if depends, I if he's look, depends if he's looking at strikers doesn't it he could be yeah. looking at another striker if he's, if he's looking at strikers he could be one of the options to chip out um like Mark said we should have got rid of him when Bournemouth were interested, recruit without a bit of money, what we spent on him. Because apart from the first couple of months in League One, he hasn't really done much for us at the end of the day, has he? Unfortunately. Um, so, you know, again, I'd keep him for now, but it depends on if he if he's shipping for another striker. Um, then obviously Piggott as well, who hasn't really set the world alight for us um, at the moment. I know it's partly because Bond has been playing so well, especially at the start of the season, so he hasn't really had a look in. And obviously his confidence kind of dropped, but that's kind of a, like Scott Fraser did really well last season, 20 goals and just hasn't been able to do it for us here for whatever reason. Um, like Marcus, I'd be really, really gutted if Scott Fraser goes. Um, really good footballer it seems, but he just been played in the wrong position on the left and just not where he wants to play. It hasn't worked for him again. Um, if he wants to be behind the striker, it, it you know, it's, it's where he likes to play and that's where he plays his best football. Um, but again, he's just been played in the wrong position. We haven't seen the best of him. The only time that we have really was when he was playing centre mid or behind the striker and that's when he's really shown what he's capable of but we just we just haven't seen enough of it for him to be consistent with us here unfortunately um like you say John Nolan where is he he's got to go um Deadwood and uh Colson again he's sort of injury prone now you know we haven't seen him all season apart from a couple of games just might as well send him back and look somewhere else for a for a left winger or a, or a left wing back if that's the system that McKenna wants to play so yeah, there's plenty of options that we can sort of ship out if we really want to, um, and sort of, we can use that to bolster again if we have to. Um, in terms of Kenlock, maybe Cook was the uh, right to be a demolition man because if we'd have kept all those players, if we 
would we wouldn't be talking about playoffs, we'd be talking about can we stay up? Looking at how Colchester are. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they're, they're in a relegation battle now, aren't they? Really, I, I was yeah. looking that I think they're only three points off now that the drop, so no, they're, yeah. in the they're in the bottom three, aren't they? Bottom four, yeah. only, only two, two go down. down. Two oh, go down. Two go down. Is it? Oh, okay. No, yeah. So yeah. lucky, actually, they're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> they're lucky. They're in league two, but uh, like our league, where four go down, don't they? But yeah, it's uh, it's not good. I don't know if Steve's with us anymore. He's um, currently, I think, having some internet internet issues. But we will plough on. I'm going to bring him back into it. He's currently got a, a buffering thing. This is not great for audio, but uh, I'm sure. I hope you're all enjoying the podcast on your walk, your run. Whatever, there's a little plug here for our sponsors at manscaped.com. Use the code KOA, uh, get 20% off and free delivery. Um, while we're just, just, just talking about Colchester, just a thought Sutton the third, who Colchester played or lost 2 1 Tuesday, aren't they? Little old Sutton. Imagine yeah. going there next season if we don't go up, if they come up. Ooh, Forest oh Green are there as well. Yeah. Forest Green. It's a new ground, Mark. It's new ground, mate. I've been to Saturn for Dover when uh, Dover went up into the um, Conference South when they went up went there the playoffs because I was in Canterbury Uni. That was a, yeah. So I've, I've done that ground already. <laughs> but I'll do it again. Do it again if we uh, if we have to go there next season. <laughs> oh, no. I don't really <laughs> think about it. No, let's not think about it yet. We, we've, we've still got to go to Morecambe this season, by the way. Um, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be a new ground for a lot of us. Doesn't it too bad, uh, ground? I can't quite it's a, yeah, it, does, yeah it, looks, it looks pretty modern. It's just more the, the travelling I'm thinking of because <laughs> it's a long way to go. Good pies, I think. They have good pie, yeah. They've got the best pies in the country, I think, from what I've heard. They're infamous for their pies. Not like a Killy pie in Kilmarnock. I think that's the best. They're yeah. world famous pies. But yeah, oh, bloody Morecambe. All the places oh. we've got to go to. Oh. Just, to pre- I... just, to sa- just say it Morecambe. 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 <laughs> It just doesn't Morecambe. sound nice, does it? I'm no. sorry, anyway. If anyone's from Morecambe, I am very sorry. Yeah, we'll um, we'll, we'll she'll do a review on the pies when you're next on the pod, Mark. You, when we go, there. you can have a picture of the Eric Morecambe statue. Don't forget, that's a oh yeah, Morecambe wise, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't think that will make people still want to go though. Oh yeah, take a picture of there. Yeah, never know. <laughs> okay, then let's jump into the game this weekend. The first game at home. Of 2022, it feels like a long time ago since we had a home game. Of course, it was the Wickham game um, before the new year. But it's good to be back at home. Acton Stanley, we've faced them already this season. 2-1, a defeat that was at the Wham Stadium. Uh, they're five games unbeaten. 10th in League One. One point above us. Um, Mark Beck. Don't know why I went really formal there. Said your whole name. Don't know why. I, know. But, uh, I quite liked it. Yeah. Mark yeah, Beck. I did like it. Um, Hackrington. You know, I think we've all got a little bit of a soft spot for Accrington in some respects. Um, you know, I, I do as much as we have never won there at the Wham Stadium. It's a, it's a nice little ground. John Coleman's a great manager. Had the privilege of speaking to him in the past. Um, he's very good. What? What the Wham? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, but we didn't go, did we? You <laughs> no, can't yeah, count. Doesn't that. count. Doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. We just count. forget about that. Yeah, yeah, Matt Gill was in charge as well and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that who, who who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Um, you know, we've I quite like the Wham Stadium. I think they're doing some renovations at the minute as well. I think I saw the other day and knocked something down. That's probably Peter the Caden Jackson. Jackson. Are, they, are they giving us yeah. a roof? Are they giving us a roof? I, I hope so. We, <laughs> yeah. I don't or well, I don't know if I'm gonna go next next time we play him. Hopefully we won't have to play him. But um no, um, you know, they don't travel notoriously well down to Portman Road either. They, I think we've beaten them on both occasions when they come down and quite comfortably in some respects. So it, I think they do thrive on that home support, really. Um, so we'll have to see if they turn up, you know, five games unbeaten. I always sceptical when they say five games unbeaten and three of them are draws. It's like, well, come on. Like... I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, just win three and you know, whatever. However, the maths works out. I'd rather lose but have more wins because you get more points. Maths. There you go. Um, but no, um, I'm I'm quite optimistic. I think we'll have learned some lessons from the Bolton game, um, and yeah, it'd be nice to get that first win under our belts in 2022 at Portman Road. Because, gosh. Yeah, it's gone so quickly already, isn't it? Go on. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
Steve's still not with us, unfortunately. So we'll have to go over to you, Segs, and then we'll get go back quickly to your prediction, Mark. But I want to quickly say, um, Segs, they're going to miss Ross Sykes, uh, David Flisher's favourite player. He's He's gone. He's suspended. Uh, of course, they had to score a late equaliser against Sunderland with 10 men to get a point um, in their last game. But uh, how are you feeling going into this one? To be fair, it's a big loss for them, losing Sykes, isn't it? So... Um... Good news for us, really. Um, in terms of the game, I'm looking forward to it. I'm quite optimistic. I think McKenna would have sorted out the issues that happened at Bolton last week and we'd have, they'd have worked on it and we'd practice it for this week. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they react um, under the new manager and see how we how we do Saturday. Um, but yeah, I'm optimistic. Obviously, they, you know, they, they might say they have a bit of a bad following down here um, and we we have beaten them every time they've been down here, I think. I mean, or they've drawn once. I can't remember. But, um, but yeah, it's, I am looking forward to it. It's going to be a good game. Um, to see how we how we bounce back. And we need to win. We need to win to get the points to reach up to the playoffs again. Definitely. And um, I'm going to let the listeners know the current Prediction League poll. Uh, Dazza is currently top of the table with 28 points. Um, Mark, you're actually second with 26 points. I know. So I'm snapping it, snapping at his tail. I've got to play tactically because Dazza might, if I put my score in first in our WhatsApp group, he, Dazza might tactically copy me. Mm. So he kind of always defaults out. So I'm going to have to be careful with what I do with Dazza. Yeah. Or um, my you games. Prediction. You say your prediction on here, games. so you've got to go with that now. Yeah, well, so, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but going forward, yeah, I'm going to have to get the Fergie mind games out. I was like, well, that does is, you know, he's just he's a tactical marvel, you know. I'm just a, you know, I'm busy at work. I just do it, you know. He, all the pressure's on Dazza. He's top of the league. I'm just gonna just put my prediction in because I don't care. That's what I'm gonna go for. But secretly, I do really care. And yeah. Dazza, I'm coming for you. It's mm. a call out there. What What is your prediction then, Mark? I think Steve is back with us. But quickly show us your prediction, and I'll bring Steve in to get his thought and his prediction for the game. I will go for 3-1 Ipswich. Ooh. What's your marking out? What, what's your findings there? What, why, why are you going 3-1? Why do you think we're going to score three goals? See, now you just... I think you're an informant for Dazza now. Like, I, I don't need to explain. No. Um, I just think two strikers at home, you know, get the home crown for the first game at Portman Road, get behind them. Ross Sykes is a big miss. Um, and yeah, I think... The, Strength and depth will, will come to the fore, really. You know, you, you look at the players that weren't even on the, the bench at Bolton. I think we didn't have Edwards, Harper, Fraser. Who else wasn't on the bench? Even them, them three alone. Like, if they're in your starting 11 in a League One team, you expect to be winning games or performing really well. So, uh, with Accrington having a few deficiencies, especially a key man like Sykes, I think will take full advantage, really. But... Yeah, um, Colby Bishop's always dangerous. Got to watch out for him. Um, Harry Pell's always got a sort of absolute screamer in his locker as well. So got to watch out for that as well. But no, I think we'll we'll have enough home support and all that, and general quality of our play should prevail. So three one. Is that is King of the North coming down this week? King. I don't know. I don't think he is. Don't think John Watson he, is. He doesn't yeah. like Harry Pell, does he? I remember Aquiton. <laughs> He was shouting at him and yeah, bloody pal, yeah, that yeah. pal. Oh. Yeah, so that's the only reason I asked. I no, don't forget. Don't want him to get angry again. He's a lovely teddy bear, no. John. I don't like seeing him angry. No, no, no one does. No, he does. But no, I don't know if he is. We'll have to find out. I'm sure he's listening to the pod right now. So hello, John. Um, Steve is back with us. Welcome back, my friend. I'm sorry that you've had some internet internet issues. Um, but carry on what you were trying to say earlier. Um, and yeah, your prediction for the game. Kind of. I'm going to mirror Mark, really, um, which means Darren will do the same. Um, I think 3-1. Accrington don't score a lot of goals, that's the thing. So I think if they're going to score, I think if you look at the players, as Mark just alluded to on the bench, you bring even one or two of those on, we've got the firepower. Um, and I keep harking back to the Gillingham game to see what we did against them. 30 minutes, we blew them away. Um, if we do that at Accrington, um, the pressure's on them as well. They're just above us to try and pull clear. Um, if we can get if we can get an early goal, I, th- I think we could go on to win that three one. Um, I, I can't see us doing a bolt and, and losing. Um, 
not not on the basis of what we've seen so far. So three one. Three one. I've gone three nil. I've, I'm seeing us get a clean sheet. We're all going three goals here right now. Are, are you the same sex? Are you going to go for a high scoring game? And um, okay. would you make any changes? I'll go two nil. Two nil, and then it'll be Walton's first clean sheet as a Ipswich Town permanent player. Just want to remind Dazzo as well that I was top this time last year at the leaderboard and threw it away. So yeah, he's got to be careful. It's easy to have. Stupidly, stupidly throw it away. Oh, you just yeah, decided, but... yeah, didn't care. You know, the season's well, I, dead. I assume because we, had... we had Paul Cook, we were just going <laughs> to just do well, well, and it didn't happen, did it? So you, know. you were very wrong. <laughs> yeah, very wrong. But you know, I was uh, quite conf- overly confident in those regards. But in terms of changes, um, hmm. That probably wouldn't change it that much. Um, I guess Penny starts. Unless KVY, this brings KVY to start on the left. Um, that's probably the only change that I'd make, maybe. He sort of looked a bit pro- quite promising when he came on against Bolton. Um, didn't get much time to change it, but what we did see, and obviously he played there at Colchester. I'd much rather him there than Dineshin, which um, Cook tried, I believe. What was it? McGrill. It was McGrill at Charlton, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but Dinesh on the left. I'd rather have KVY on the left than I would Dinesh. And so, um, I think that's the only change I'd probably make. It depends if he wants to bring him back instead or not, or whether he'll be on the bench. Um, I guess he won't really have enough time with the players really to start. Uh, so yeah, apart from that, you know, Norwood and Bond up front. Go with what we go with what we've gone with so far. Okay then. Well, we are now at the end of the podcast. But always, like any other main pod, any of our pods is always asking about any other business. Um, Steve, hopefully you're still with us. You're currently frozen in a very bad way. Um, are you still with us? I don't think he is. Don't think he is. Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's not the greatest um, time to freeze there. Um, but Mark Beck, <laughs> once again, I've done it, your full name. You've done it I again. I, don't know why. I like it. It's very formal. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It gives me some stature. Yes. Like, oh, okay. I need to bring the good old Mark Beck in because, as you know, good that's old. when I respect someone very well. But I'm not old. No. But oh. it's not about your age. Good, good, good old doesn't mean how, old. you know, your age. It's just good old. My good old friend good, and all that. Good old. All right. Yeah. We'll I'll let you off with that. Um, any other business? I don't think there is, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the next karaoke song that Fridge brings out is going to be. I think I think you and the guys on the main pod need to get involved with some karaoke. I'd love to know all your karaoke hits. Like, what is your go to? What is your go to song, Ross? You can start it off. If you <laughs> sing karaoke, what would you go for? Um, it depends, really. It really does depend. You put me on a spot here. Although, Tell you what, Mark, Mark, he likes some R and B at the wedding. He's proper dancing. Does he? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's got a nice beat, and you know, you, I just get more. You know, I'm not the greatest dancer in the world. You get know. you what on? You know, get, your, get your groove. Get my groove on. Get, you know, all that stuff. Like on the main the, pod, I mentioned Rihanna. I've been listening to a lot of Rihanna recently. Don't know why. Just have been. Um, so maybe it's a Rihanna song. I said diamonds. You shine like a diamond in the sky. Shine bright like a diamond. That so, one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. What's yours? Yeah. It's gonna be Oasis if everyone anyone yeah. knows me. Um, see, I'm not a wonder. See, I'm not a wonderful guy, mm. kind of guy. It's a bit cliche. Um, yeah. Probably go supersonic. Really, I could kind of yeah. get away with just shouting that one. Really, so yeah, go for that one. Okay, sex. We're gonna. We're gonna. This is gonna be the theme to end the podcast. What's your karaoke go to? <laughs> what are you going for? I don't really know. First, I haven't done karaoke in so long. Uh, I reckon it's a wrestling theme. It's got to be. No, not really. No. No, no I would have thought so. I don't know, really. Actually, no. If we're going to go for something modern, which I said earlier, it'd probably be like Foles' new one, which is waking me up. Or if it was going to be Christmas, it would be uh, Elton John's uh, Step Into Christmas or Ed and Elton's new one that they released last year. Okay. That's a very good choice, Sex. We did not rehearse this anyway, shape or form, <laughs> due to internet issues. Yeah. <laughs> People behind the curtain for the fan social. Um, unfortunately, Steve making his debut has had some internet issues, so I've had to stop and restart the podcast on different occasions. But um, as professionals, oh, we are. We're here still. Um, we are going to end the pod right here. Um, Mark yeah. Seggs, it's been a pleasure. 
thank you for joining me as ever. I hope everybody at home have enjoyed listening on their drive home, wherever you're listening to, even on your trip down to Portland Road right now, um, ready for the game. hope you do enjoy the game. First game of 2022 at Portman Road. We'll be back next week for many great content. Look out for game day on Saturday and also all the written articles that Andy will still be writing on the website. So stay tuned for that and we'll be back next week for another fan social and many other podcasts. So see you then. Bye for now. Bye. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash